Jesus in My Life, Episode 77. Welcome to Jesus in My Life, a podcast with Rob and Jack, where we interview everyday people like me and you about their extraordinary experiences with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Jesus in My Life podcast. This is Jack with my co-host, Rob. Hello, everybody. So glad to be with you today. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas, Jack. Yeah. It's, we're a few days away from Christmas. It's a special time of year. And so we're going to have a special Christmas-related episode today. Nice. And Rob, I, I understand that Christmas is probably... Is that your favorite day of the year? It really is. Yeah. Th- this season, it's it always has been, and it, it really hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, you know, well, I guess I can disclose. I mean, I'm in my 50s. <laughs> and for 50 plus years, yeah, Christmas is definitely close to my heart. And, you know, it, it's just a, a fun exciting time of year. You know, I was kind of like a whatever Christmas guy. Like I loved presents when I was a kid, but after that, but my wife is just like you. I mean, she literally loves Christmas to death. Couple months before Christmas, she's like, "Oh, five more months to Christmas!" Yeah, you know, yeah. like four more months to Christmas. Our house is decked out in Christmas. Like it is Christmas trees everywhere. There, it. She's all out Christmas. Okay, and so I've kind of <laughs> embraced it, and, and I'm like, "All right, Christmas is cool." You know, <laughs> Christmas is cool. I think both our families, we had this unspoken competition of who's going to get Christmas up. Did you get all your Christmas stuff up the weekend after Halloween? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably the earliest that we've ever decorated, but we were so ambitious and thankful because, you know, it's a busy time of year too. And yeah. decorating is, I mean, if you're really an all in type of Christmas person, mm-hmm. decorating can become you know, very time consuming. Oh yeah, I know. know. So (laughs) yeah, but uh, yeah, I I can relate to your wife, Sylvia. Just, you know, (laughs) Christmas is, it's just a, it's just a fun, exciting, you know, wide eyed. And I believe Jack, that this episode, we're going to talk even deeper about about what Christmas really is. And and so really excited about that. Yeah. And so, you know, what I was thinking is we're called Jesus in my life. And we interview people who share their experiences of how Jesus has saved them from themselves, Mm. right? How he delivered them from cancer or, you know, from a crazy lifestyle. But Christmas is literally the epitome of Jesus in my life, right? God himself took on the shape of a person and became a baby for us so that he can accomplish a mission to save us from ourselves. Yeah. Right. Like Christmas is Jesus in my life. And so why not? Let's, let's have a discussion on it, man. And I know that you're teaching a a series on Christmas. Crowning the King is what you've called it. And I just kind of, I want to talk about a couple Christmas related things that I just get your thoughts on it. Sure. Um, the first one, and this is something for our listeners who don't go to our church. This is a, a term that Rob loves to say, <laughs> and it's from John, you know, chapter one. He, it's about the incarnation. <laughs> he loves to say God in a bod. <laughs> and, yes, I do. And, you know, one thing I had remembered from a while ago when I had studied John chapter one, that really kind of 
put new light on this incarnation idea. It's John chapter 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us, mm. right? Do you know that word dwelling among us in the original language is tabernacle? Love it. He tabernacled, he tabernacled. with us, Ugh, right? And it, it, and it draws, like, if you, you're a Bible student, it draws you back to the richness of the biblical text, right? It yes. takes you back to Exodus, yeah. right? As there was a tabernacle built. This mm. is pre-temple. It was, mm. a, it was, you know, in all intents and purposes, it was a pretty humble structure. It was designed to be mobile with people who sojourned through a desert, yeah. right? Yeah. And on the outside, it was like animal furs, and in the inside was a, a sacred place, the Holy of Holies, where yeah. God's presence would be with us. Yeah. And I think, wow, what an interesting... This is where like, every word in the Bible means something, Absolutely. right? Like God doesn't waste a single word. That's right. right. And in this, we see this amazing picture of Jesus, yes. right? God in a bod. <laughs> Humble <laughs> right. outsides, right? The Bible tells us that Jesus, you know, in Isaiah 53, that he didn't have an appearance that you know, was anything special. That's right. Right? Just an uh, average-looking person. Yeah, average-looking person. Yeah. But inside of yes. him, literally the holy of holy, God's actual presence, mm. everywhere he sojourned with us, God was there with us. Wow. I'd love your thoughts on that, man. Oh, that's so big, Jack. And I, <laughs> I really do believe... I mean, I, I often, you know, I say God in a pod a lot, especially during this time of year put that on repeat, you know, a reminder of the incarnation and love your description biblically of, of what that really means. And, you know, something that's on repeat for me is what does it really mean when, you know, we see Jesus, he is Emmanuel, God mm-hmm. with us. I mean, the incarnation of Christ is, is so big. It expands beyond just our mental ascent. I mean, it, it, it's meant to go straight to our heart. And, and when I think about God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus coming to this earth, and I think the first thing that really stands out for me in terms of the incarnation is what Jesus left. I mean, he left heaven. He left, mm. he left all that heaven was. God himself, God in Abad, came to this yucky, grimy, messy world and was born like human, just like us, to come and be among us, not separate while he's here, but among us. Like that is just so, it's just even hard to, as I'm describing even now, it's even hard to, you know, conceptualize it. But, but in my heart, I'm like, this is a miracle, and it's a miracle that's meant to change our lives. And yeah. I mean, I I know like this is just uh, it just causes me to just it's speechless in yeah. many ways. Yeah, you know, uh, I think what ends up happening with us once in a while, especially if we've been a Christian for a long time, is we lose a sense of awe for what Christmas signifies. Yeah. Right, like you know, we've heard it. Oh, Jesus came, Jesus came, Jesus came. He's a baby, a cool story. Mm. You know, there was no room in the inn, and you know, the angels appeared to the shepherds, and we're so used to the story that we forget the significance of it. Right, like I heard a story a pastor once shared that kind of really helped me kind of appreciate it, and I wouldn't consider this like don't view this as a biblical analogy, right? right? Like it's not, but it helps me see the significance of his action to mm. come 
into this world. Mm. And so he uses a picture of, imagine there was a planet full of dogs, a planet full of dogs, and they all had rabies, mm. and they were biting each other. They were attacking each other, were killing each other. They were, they were destined to die a terrible death because they had rabies. Mm. And you wanted to save these dogs they wouldn't listen to you because you weren't a dog. They didn't understand you. Mm. You were too far outside of their realm of understanding. Yeah. And so you knowing that they needed to be saved became a dog. Yeah. Right. All you dog lovers know what you're feeling right now, right? Yeah, like, totally. My daughter is a dog lover. Yeah. And so she, this probably would bring her to tears, but like, <laughs> you know, in your body as a dog, you have the cure for rabies. Yeah. Knowing that the, as you go down to this planet of dogs, they're going to rip you to pieces, but you know it's going to save their lives. Hmm. That's in an incomplete way. <laughs> sure. God's motivation. Yeah. Right? They're ravenous. Yes. They're, dis- they're going to destroy themselves unless I intervene, yeah. and they need me to come. Hmm. Even if that means they'll destroy me, my body, Right. they'll have the cure to their sickness. Hmm. All right? <sighs> what a present. Uh- <laughs> oh, what a present. Absolutely. Yeah. And man, that, that's a huge description. Wow. That takes it to a whole nother level too, in looking at, you know, the true meaning mm-hmm. for the season and, you know, Jesus being the reason for the season. And it's like, you know, we often say this, Jack, we've been saying it a lot lately, you and I, is Jesus didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Truly, he didn't have to do it. In many ways, we didn't deserve it. But he did it. Yep. He willingly said yes. Jesus says, I will go to this world to save. Yeah. Man, that ooh, that is absolutely the epitome of Christmas. Yeah. I love it. Christmas is special. And it's a fulfillment of a promise God made to us from the very beginning. Mm. Right. And I came across this picture and I and I forwarded it to you. And it's oh man, such a powerful image. And in this image, I wish I could do it justice, right? I'm going to try to describe it, but you have Mary and Eve, and Eve is holding a fruit in her hand, and she you could see the shame that is on her for her decision. There's a snake crawling up her leg, right? She's been enticed by this snake, and her hand is held by another hand, and this hand is Mary. Mary is looking at her with compassion in her eyes, and she is pregnant, and she has Eve's hand on her belly. Mm. And like it's such a powerful picture of the promise made to Eve that even though she messed up, God was going to provide a way to restore her, Mm. and it was through that baby in Mary's womb. Mm. So good, so good. So good. (laughs) And, you know, this is something that really spoke to me, when I realized it in, in Genesis chapter three, when you're talking about the curse, right? Mm-hmm. God says to the serpent, I'm going to put enmity between your offspring mm. and it's talking about Mary, he says, and her offspring. And if you look at the original he- Hebrew there, her offspring is the term her seed. Mm. Okay. What makes that really significant is that usually in the Old Testament, seed is related to the men, right? right? His seed, his seed, his seed. So this is pointing to 
a virgin birth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, that that's so good, man. And you know, I during this year, this season of Christmas, you know, people are are just kind of more open to spirituality and recently I looked at some research and generally speaking Americans kind of believe in the basics of Jesus and his birth but when you dig a little deeper this central doctrine of salvation particularly in the incarnation you know there's a lot of people out there that just they just can't wrap their minds and hearts around that and they'll just dismiss it as well that's just myth that's fairy tale like really a virgin birth right yeah and so I'm curious to ask you, there could be somebody right now listening and they're just skeptical. Yeah. I mean, what would you say to that person? <sighs> That's a great question. And I, for me personally, I go back to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the That's earth. That's right. If you can believe that, everything yeah. else in the Bible is possible. But you may be like, well, okay, that sounds like a myth too. Right, and you're like, I don't believe in miracles, but the truth is, miracles happen all the time. Right? I just read an article about a tornado that sucked up a baby in its crib, and the baby survived. Wow! They found it in a tree. What? The unhurt. What? Right? Like literally, that's a miracle. Yeah. Right. Right. But if your heart is in a position to not believe, you're just going to be like, well, that kid got lucky, right? And if your heart's in a in a place to believe, you're going to be like, wow, thank you, God. And and that's what it comes down to. I think no one's going to be able to stand before God on judgment day yeah. and say, you never showed me any proof. He's going to show us that we rejected every proof he provided that's right. because we didn't want to believe. You yeah. know? And so back in my days when I was still in working in corporate America, I was like the Lone Ranger Christian. And I was, you know, made, I was teased and all that. Sure. But I would also have genuine questions and conversations. Yeah. And, and somebody said, you know, I just don't know if I can believe in God. And, and I just challenged him. I go, if he showed himself to you, would you, would you believe? And he's like, I don't know. Right. And mm. I was like, see, that's the, that's the thing. You know, I, mm. if you are serious about wanting to know God and who he is, ask him genuinely. Ask him, reveal yourself to me as you truly are. I don't want to follow something that's not real. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about wanting to know you. I think if you're genuine about wanting to know the truth, God will reveal it to you. Absolutely. I, but the thing is that most times people are not looking no. for a reason to believe. They're looking for a reason not, not to, to believe. believe. Yeah, that's <laughs> and true. God's not going to deal with you there. He, he, he deals with genuine hearts. Yes. Looking back at this last year, particularly with Jesus in my life and the many testimonies and stories that we've heard, it's the promise. It's, it's the secure promise of when, if you seek me, you will find me. Yeah. And how many people have we come across through this podcast yeah. have shared that reality? Yes. That, yeah, I could come up with every reason not to believe, but some of the circumstances mm-hmm. in my life led me, forced me mm-hmm. to say, there's got to be something bigger than me. Amen. I love that. And that that's one of the greatest testimonies, greatest proofs is the changed life. Yeah, that's right. Right? The changed life. I remember Sunday school teaching. I was a Sunday school teacher when I first became a Christian. And one of the little girls, I think I asked, why does she believe in God? And she said, because he changed my dad. Wow. 
And this is like, she was like in fourth or fifth grade. And she's like, my dad was an alcoholic. And then he met Jesus and he changed. She, in her young age, could articulate that a changed life was the reason she believed. Mm. God did what nobody else could. Yeah. You know, and he was a different man. That's and, a great and testimony. That's a huge, that's, and that's my testimony, really, yeah. when Amen. I think about it. She's, yeah. But, you know, this is, going back, this is the miracle of Christmas. Yes. You know, Jesus didn't just come and, and live among us, and he did. Yes, he did. In 33 years, he had this life, and yes, he went to a cross. But, you know, for the person that, again, going back, you know, to the person that may be listening to this episode who is still a little skeptical, yeah. think about this in a personal way. Like, he came here for you, even yeah. in your skepticism, yeah. even in your questions, even in your doubt. Even in your mess. Even in your mess. Even in your mess. Yeah. There is a message, a reality of the message of Jesus came to save you. Yeah. Wow. So good. Man, Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> you know, one other thing I wanted to talk about, because it, it's such a relevant topic in our society, um, is the value of life. Mm specifically an unborn life. Yeah. And if Mary was born today, unmarried, couldn't prove who the father was, mm-hmm. what would our society be telling her to do right now? You're young. She couldn't have been older than 16, 17, right? right? Like right. she was she was probably pretty young. Yeah. And most of our culture would have said, well, you're, you're sidetracking your life. Yeah. You're not going to be able to, you know, this baby's going to hold you back. That question <laughs> is next level but necessary yeah and i mean the truth is we are we're in a world a culture wherever you are right now even listening to this podcast like right now 2023 december we're close to christmas and wherever you find yourself the true battle war that we're in is a spiritual war i mean ephesians 6 says you know, we don't wrestle against people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And those are not our enemies, but the true enemies are the principalities and the evil rulers mm-hmm. that run this world, the evil one. And the true battle, the true war that we're all facing, there's nobody that's immune to this war that we're in, this spiritual war. And it really is a battle of either life or death. And man, when you ask that question, when you make that statement in a way that describes it that way, it's either life or death. What do yeah. you choose? And and that, when it's all said and done, is the question that we're all faced with. And man, I'm so grateful that, you know, that Mary obviously chose life. Yeah. And at the end of all of it, we know the story and what Jesus chose, even at times he was willing because he went to the cross. Yep. But there was times with the father that he was so in despair and in distress of even sweating blood to not want to have to go to let this cut pass. But he yeah. did it. But he did it because he, but he could because he chose life. And he and it's not just life. It's not yeah. just this life. It's eternal life. Yeah. I and mean, then that that's a whole nother yes. reality yeah. and realm yeah. of Christmas yeah. that. I think sometimes, I mean, I'd be the first one to admit is it'd be something that we would dismiss, but eternal life. I don't, we can't 
conceptualize that. I know. That's so powerful to in that that we could think that death to self means life for others. Yes. Right. And we can model that in Jesus and denying ourselves for the betterment of others. I don't think anybody who denies himself to benefit others ever regrets that on their deathbed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, on their that's right. deathbed is like, man, I wish I was more selfish. I wish I had spent more on pleasing myself mm. and not sacrificing so much to help other people. I don't think I, I've never heard a story of that. No. Right. It doesn't exist. People regret yeah. the selfishness. That I've even heard atheists on their deathbeds say that very thing. Wow. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. Christmas is such such a powerful time if we let it be. Unfortunately, we can get caught up in some of the consumerism of the holiday or the busyness of the holiday yeah. and and forget to reflect on the significance yeah, of it. That's right. You know. The some of the stuff we've talked about is pretty heavy stuff, yeah. you know. Christmas is serious business. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a wonderful time of year. Absolutely. So as we close up, I just want to ask you, Rob, what's your, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? Like, what's your favorite, favorite thing? My favorite thing truly is the whole, is the principle of giving and receiving. Okay. Yeah, right. Like yeah. the fact gifts were given to Jesus mm-hmm. is just, you know, when you give, you actually receive. You, as I love when I, you know, give a gift at this time of year to my kids, to my boys, to my wife. It's just, to me, that's cool. Truly, like this, just the focus of the the reason for the season. I mean, yeah. Christmas is always a, a time to reprioritize for me and mm. to really get me centered. Knowing that once December rolls around, I mean, it's going to be glitz and glamour and busy and yeah, you know, and just all the things. But in the midst of that, you know, to have God help me keep the main reason, the main reason, and and I just love that about Christmas too. Awesome. How about you? You know, I think my favorite thing about Christmas is relationship. Yeah. It's the special time. Everybody's off, yeah. right? No yeah. one's distracted with work because even everything shuts down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And we get to just hang out with family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we hang out with my mom's, my wife's family, and that's always fun. And then my entire family gets together, and that's fun. And we eat good. Yeah. And, and so, like, hearing you, like, what you love about Christmas is epitomizing the Christmas story. A yeah. great gift. I, I think Jesus loves the reaction when people truly realize uh, yes. the gift that he is. That's right. Right? Yeah. So your favorite thing is is related to Jesus in a sense, right? Yeah. And mine, too. Absolutely. Right? Jesus came so that we could have relationship with yeah, him that's right. undistracted devoted joyful time with him yes. and when i mean that's the thing he didn't just give us a gift he wants to enjoy it with us in yeah, a sense right because right. he hang, jesus is in your life yeah. you know and so yeah so i think that's my favorite thing well and i can't forget this too jack i love puzzles during christmas time <laughs> I really do. I mean, it's like really I mean, it's puzzles, just, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a puzzle guy. Like, right. but I but I don't do puzzles like regularly throughout yeah. the year. But always at Christmas time. I don't know. I think it maybe goes back to what you're talking about. How it like I'll set a puzzle out mm-hmm. during this time of year on the table, and it brings the family together. Mm, it's that's kind a of good funny, point. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. So, some you know some of my family are like anti puzzle. Like that's <laughs> too much stress. 
but they'll they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Where are you at? Where are you at with this process? Uh-huh. You know, as it get closer, oh, here's some pieces, and then they'll bounce out. Like, yeah. I, okay, this is too stressful. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I love that about puzzle. Puzzles bring people together. <laughs> <laughs> puzzles. All right. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a pleasure uh, just kind of having this little conversation about Christmas, man. And I really hope those that are listening have been blessed by it. And this is our last episode for the year, Rob. That's true. Yeah. Whoa, what a year, 2023. Man, and I want to extend that too and thank our listeners for all your support and uh, and prayers and uh, looking forward to what 2024 brings. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. God bless you. We'll see you in 2024. Thank you for listening to Jesus in My Life. New episodes release every Tuesday. Subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend or family member. If you would like to help our visibility online, consider rating us and posting a review on Apple Podcast. Have an awesome Jesus in My Life story? Contact us at Podcast at gmail.com.